Hello, hello, fam. Welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. Happy Wednesday. How are we feeling? I'm in all the good vibes today, you guys, so I'm sending them your way, and I hope you can feel that this is going to be a fucking great episode. I'm super pumped about it. So today we have an amazing interview with Rossi, who is a badass trap and future bass artist who was on my artist to watch list this year. Super excited about what she's doing. She has absolutely been taking over the scene, crushing her festival runs, selling out headlining shows. She's going to be everywhere this year, you guys, so definitely pay attention to what she's doing. I really, really love this conversation, uh, learning about how she got into DJing. We talked a lot about her creative vision for her project um, and all of her unique traits and quirks about her that make her stand out as an individual. Uh, she has the best energy, and I felt like we really clicked from the beginning as if I like knew her before this, but this was our first time meeting, so I hope you can feel that energy between us. It was such a fun conversation. Absolutely love and support her. So with that being said, let's dive in to today's episode. But before we dive into things today, you guys, Lunchbox is stepping up their game by adding two brand new products to their incredible anti-theft line. You guys, we have the new clear line. So we've got the clear snack pack and the clear hydration pack. This is a long time coming absolutely incredible product this is going to make going to events going to sports all that stuff way more accessible because these fit into most um, guidelines for clear bag policies so it's super exciting it is launching today so they are officially on sale Uh, what's really special about these is the tpu material that this is made out of so it's very very durable flexible this does not crease and this will not warp in the sun over time which is super nice Um, I can already tell you guys it's a very, very nice quality. And again, this is just going to make it easier to get into most events because a lot of them now have clear bag policies. So what's amazing is it's still the same anti-theft features of your lunchbox and your snack pack. All of that is here. You still have the zipper clips. You still have the ability to add your custom light show wires. And you can still add a skin to your hydration pack which is amazing. So essentially they thought of a privacy panel. So when you walk through security, your bag is completely clear and then you can still zip on your skin on top so that that privacy gets added back to your bag when you're inside the event. So people standing behind you can't see through your bag anymore. So I absolutely love the privacy panel feature of that. Again, it's all out today. You can use code Capotis. K-A-P-O-T-E-S to get $11 off of the hydration pack or code Emma K, all one word, to get $5 off of the clear snack pack. So definitely check that out if you guys have always been interested in buying a lunchbox. Uh, I can tell you right now the quality of these is absolutely incredible and I'm super excited that they went down the clear bag line. So that is everything for today, you guys. I want to dive straight into this interview with Rossi. I hope you guys enjoy it. Please show her some love and support and let's get into it. Hey, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm good. I'm glad you could do this. I was so excited. I was looking forward to this all day. (laughs) I'm so glad. I know. I am too. I get so excited when people want to talk to me. I'm like, me? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. No, no. I've had like, I've had you on my radar for a while and actually like it, it just worked out this way, but this season I've had like all female guests, which has been really fucking cool. Yeah. That's like, 
badass women in the industry artists like it just worked out that way and I've been like super excited about it and I know this is coming out like a little bit into February I think around one of your releases but yeah yeah, no I'm just super excited to meet you sick well it's great to meet you thanks for having me I really appreciate it yeah Yeah. of course how's your day been it's been good it's been busy like with the um, EP coming out like I feel like every day I just have so much to do so oh shit in that realm of life right now, but it's good. It's like blessing, yeah. it's like blessing busy. You know what I mean? Which I'll yeah. Take. Yeah. I was going to say, are you like, do you normally get downtime or are you like, I'm always, I'm a busy person I'm anyway. Literally <laughs> always busy except for after the, um, headline show that I just had in December, like after that, since the industry, like it's the only time I feel like, like middle of December to early January, I feel like it's mm-hmm. the only time the industry really takes like a break. It's like not right, really break, but it's like kind of a break. Yeah. And so I think that chunk of time was really nice because I was like, okay, you guys are all taking a break. I'm taking a break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, that's like definitely the most downtime I've ever had. I definitely had stuff I could have been working on, but I was like, I'll work on it. You gotta, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you gotta take advantage of those moments. Yeah. That's how I feel now. I'm like, it, it very much feels like the buildup before like festival season, like all this stuff. And I'm, yeah. I'm just trying to soak because I'm also like a go, 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 mm-hmm. but I've just been like, just enjoy this freaking moment because it's yeah. going to go away and you're going to wish you had downtime again. Yeah, so absolutely. It's like, I, I always feel like I'm one of those people. I don't know if you're like this, where I always feel like guilty if I'm not being productive. That's something I'm working on. And mm-hmm. so I was like, I'm not going to feel guilty for this. I was like, I literally was traveling so much. I'm going to sit here and just not move and yeah. love every second of it. I'm like, I wonder, I'm not even to like go down the story, but like, I wonder if that's a thing either with our generation or what, because I, I just know so many people, everyone's doing like multiple jobs, mm-hmm. but I feel the same way. It feels like people just can't take the time off. Like even on the weekend, I think the same thing. I'm like, I feel like I should be doing something right now and not yeah, just like relaxing. Yeah, yeah. Why Absolutely. are we like this? <laughs> I feel like, honestly, I mean, I just feel like we're so programmed to be like job, work, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Like you want to chase your dreams, you want to do your dreams, work, 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 work. Which mm-hmm. like, obviously I understand like I will work so hard for the dreams and things that I want to achieve, but not at the expense of like killing myself and I think Mm -hmm. that's what's so hard is learning that balance because we're just so like go 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 go." yeah which it's hard it's Mm -hmm. It's hard to shut it off but it is like those moments where because I don't know if this happens to you like I feel like I get the creative like just downloads or things like that when my brain is off and I'm just like relaxing for a second or even just on a vacation or whatever it is if I have time to read I'm like okay this is when the ideas pop into my head because I'm not filling every moment with something to work on yeah it's (laughs) like you need it yeah it's like when they say like it's so true it's like you get your best ideas in the shower and it's like that's like the same Mm -hmm. concept it's like when you're kind of not expecting it you're at peace or you're doing something where you're not in like engulfing yourself in that thing and then you're like yeah I just had this idea for this and then you're like okay I can't forget that like stay up there when I'm out of the shower or whatever you know what I mean yeah I feel that that's so funny you mentioned the shower because I got like this is such a random thing but I got my first DJ controller so I'm like trying to I need to practice but yeah. I've been trying to and like all my subscribers and stuff have been like what's gonna be your DJ name and they're all asking me things so it's like ideas started coming to my head in the shower and I was like these are all so fucking dumb like I don't know how you pick a DJ name it's so I difficult know. I well so. first of all so sick you got a controller yeah. but I know I always <laughs> got really I got really lucky because Rossi is my name so I'm okay. always like mom thank you so much because yeah. <laughs> I have to think of a name <laughs> like, yeah exactly so thankful for that yeah 
It's so tricky. Well, everyone was like, cause my last name is Capotis and they were mm-hmm. like, why don't you just change the A to a V, which I feel like is a very like dubstep yeah, kind very, of vibe. Like, I'm like, I don't know. That's, that's not really my vibe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very bass music thing to do. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You never know. You never know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah. But we're kind of just diving into things. I have like a quick intro on you before we hop into things, but you, cool. you came onto my radar. I say admittedly last year and I know I'm very late to the party but I'm very glad that I'm here now I'm glad you're here too (laughs) but um yeah you were one of my artists to watch and I know you've been crushing like festival runs you had headlining shows that you sold out which is super exciting and um your type of music that you make like just brings me back to a time that I really enjoy like everything you're doing with trap music and future bass I really really love it so like I said, I'm super excited. I'm here. I'm glad to have you on today because we just get to dive into your story and chat about all the things. And that's the nice thing about podcasts. I feel like it's more conversational so we can just chat about whatever, but welcome to the podcast, Rossi. I'm very, very happy to be here. Thank you so much for that very nice intro. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. I mean, go like, I know you mentioned a little bit, you've been very busy going into the year, but like, how is 2023 feeling for you so far? It's feeling good. It's definitely like, I'm one of those people that definitely gets New Year anxiety. I'm always like, what's going to happen this year? What's going to go down? Because yeah. <laughs> in this industry, like, I'm sure as you know, it's always a big question mark. Like we can never, we can only control so much of what we do in this industry. And so mm-hmm. I'm always like the things I have no control over. I'm always like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder how it's going to go. Yeah. As far as the things that I do have control over and the things I've been working really hard on, like I'm obviously releasing my first CP ever. And that has been one of the mm-hmm. biggest labors of loves I've ever done in my entire life. So right. things like that I'm so excited about, like so, so, yeah. so excited about. That's awesome. And at this point, cause I know like you've been in the game for a while now, like if you had to pinpoint where you're at right now, like, do you feel like you're just scratching the surface? Are you feeling like good? Like you've made some yeah. progress? Like, where do you feel like you're at right now? I definitely feel like I'm just scratching the surface and it's yeah. like, such a cool feeling. It's a very cool feeling in the way that like, I am so lucky and so thankful for things I've accomplished because I don't, something I'm really big on is like, I have so many things that I do want to do and things I do want to accomplish, but I don't mm-hmm. want to let myself live in the future of those things and not be like right. for all of the incredible things I've had. Because if you would have told me DJing frat parties in a backyard that like mm-hmm. I sold out headline shows or like that I've been on festivals or I've done this and I've done that like those are such incredible achievements that I'm very proud of so yeah it's kind of like I feel like a little bit of both like I I feel like I've definitely accomplished so much that I'm so proud of but I feel like I've scratched the surface in the sense of like I just have so many things I want to do yeah so it's just kind of like taking it as a yeah yeah. It's a cool, it's a cool time for sure. Yeah. Cause like it, it is an amazing feeling. Cause you know, you know, your potential and you're like, okay, we've seen these glimpses of really big moments happening and you have these big things coming up, but you're so right. It's important to just like enjoy the moment and focus on the one thing in, ahead of you, instead of thinking like six months from now, yeah. a year from now, like that will come yeah. amazing things are going to come your way, but like, let's focus on what's happening yeah. right now. Yeah. And I mean, I'm definitely yeah. like, I'm not like, I definitely am like, I want to headline Coachella. Like I definitely yeah. <laughs> like, things like that. But yeah. then I'm always like, okay, slow down. You will get there. there. <laughs> let's, let's think about your EP right now. And then hopefully yeah. Coachella after I that. was going to ask you, is that still the dream? Cause I was reading some interviews that you've done and I, I saw Coachella was up there. It is my dream. Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of dreams, but um, Coachella was one of the 
it was the first festival I ever went to like eight years ago, which is crazy about that now. And so obviously Coachella has changed a lot from what it was. I still absolutely Mm -hmm. love it because it just holds so much like, like value to me. So it's just one of those things that feels like very full circle. Like I obviously want to just play Coachella in general, but eventually Mm -hmm. if I could headline it that would be really cool yeah okay we'll put it out the universe now (laughs) do you remember any sets from that year like were there any moments where you were like holy shit just blew my mind (laughs) so many I will die on the hill that that is one of the best lineups I've ever seen (laughs) and was so lucky to be a part of it was like like everywhere from electronic music to indie music to like what was like big at the time it was like Mm -hmm. outcast halsey lana del rey haim dylan francis screw wow RL Grime, like it was literally the craziest, like, craziest lineup. So yeah, pretty much everyone I saw, I was just like, this is the coolest moment of my entire life. And yeah, I remember them all like it was yesterday. That's so cool. it. It blows my mind too that like it's not even like the second coming of Skrillex, but whatever era of Skrillex that is happening right now, I'm like, there's so many people who are just gonna be going to his shows for the first I time, know. which is so crazy. I used to see him when he was Sunny, and like after he was in the lead singer from first to last, he did a what? solo project called Sunny, and I remember being. Thing was at Irving Plaza in New York City, and he gets up there and does his whole performance. And I remember looking at my friend, being like, "What the fuck is this?" Like it was so weird it was like the most experimental but at the time was probably like dubstep like the yeah, beginning absolutely. of what was gonna be his but he it was just like so out there at the time yeah. that I was like what the fuck is this yeah and now like here he is, now it's here he is. crazy yeah. it's so <laughs> I think was that the first time I ever saw him it, I think it was I think it was when he had um it was the mothership shore when he was like had his yeah that was yep, yep, yep. very lucky and that was one of the craziest shows I've ever seen but I'm 99% sure that was the first time I ever saw him play. I think yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to, I want to skip ahead a little bit too. So I, I was like, obviously looking you up and everything like that, but I read a lot about you moving around a lot mm-hmm. as a child. Like how, how often were you moving and yeah. where do you call home now? Yeah. So I definitely moved a lot. Um, I live in LA. I've been in LA. I moved to LA. It was like four, three, four weeks before the pandemic like hit. So mm-hmm. that was pretty crazy. But before that, um, I lived in Chico. Chico is Northern California. And um, that's where I would consider like my home, like my hometown mm-hmm. is Chico. That was the town that I was like, had my roots in the longest. So that yeah. is my hometown or like a lot of people say Sacramento too. They're like an hour from each other. I okay. Sacramento after college for a little bit. So it's kind of like, mm-hmm. Sacramento, Chico in that region. Um, but before that I lived in like Colorado and Texas and Oklahoma and just like a bunch of places and everything. So yeah, yeah, I really like LA though. It's crazy. Um, when I moved here, I just had never lived in a city, like to the scale of Mm -hmm. LA. So I didn't know what to expect at all, but I definitely think LA is so great. If you have like a solid group of people that you feel like are your people and you find kind of like your pocket of LA, you really like, it can Mm -hmm. be really nice. Like it definitely has like the traffic and crazy things too, but if if you can really find your, your home and idea, your people. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. You were prepped for the touring life. Then (laughs) you were like, I'm good to go. I'm I'm used to traveling said that like I definitely <laughs> was like I was prepped first tour was the move tour <laughs> yeah literally oh my god yeah. have you done any big like bus tours or anything like that yet um I haven't done 
like a crazy big bus tour or anything. When I was on the immersive tour, one of the legs, we did a bus, but it was five shows. So it wasn't like I was gone for like a month on the road mm-hmm. or anything like that. So that was kind of my first little, little taste of a yeah. bus tour. It was cool. It's definitely um, like, I don't know what I was thinking, but like, like there's no <laughs> running water. So you have to like, oh, with like a water bottle yeah, yeah, yeah. camping. It's like, you're basically camping and everything, but it was a really fun experience. And yeah. all the guys I was on the bus with, I was the only girl, obviously, mm-hmm. and they were all really great, really nice, super comfortable. So That's it was a awesome. really good first experience. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say, I feel like it's like a rite of passage at some point I always glamorized it because I like I went to so many warp tours growing up and like it was like my it's not even a job it was like my dream to just like be on the tour of warp tour and like work merch or something like that yeah you actually feel know what it is you're like yeah this is tough this is a really tough yeah thing to put yourself through uh, know someone who did do like all the warp tours I was a warp tour early too yeah saying that they were like a band that was part of it and they were like oh my gosh our schedule like their schedule is really tight and it's like really right. hard to keep up with and so it's all of those things I always say that like I was ignorant to it too when I yeah. was artist not an artist when I was someone going to watch shows like a little mm-hmm. bit that wasn't doing anything but like when you see them in that place that you're in you're just thinking about that place you're not thinking about like where they play before this where they're going after right this. just like you just think about that one show you're seeing and you don't think about everything that's going on around no it. no definitely not I mean, when not. you started when you like thought about DJing, did you, were you more focused on like producing and making music or did you picture yourself being like, okay, I want to play clubs or I want to play festivals. Like, did you have a vision of yeah. what you wanted to do? Kind of like all of it. I definitely didn't knew I didn't really want to go the club route. I mean, I know like mm-hmm. obviously being an electronic artist, some of the venues are inevitably, inevitably mm-hmm. clubs, which is like so sick, but I knew I didn't want to be like like a Vegas, like five yeah. hour, like playing like open format yep. kind of DJ. I knew I wanted it to be artist focused. Like I knew I wanted to be a producer. I knew I wanted to be playing like my own shows. I want to be playing festivals, have tours. Like I knew for mm-hmm. sure that was the route I wanted to go. When I was in college, it was definitely like your open format DJing. Cause I would DJ mm-hmm. like, like I said, the frat parties or we had, there's this place in Chico called the beach, which is like the closest thing to a club okay and so I would go there they pay me like 50 bucks to DJ for like five hours (laughs) so I would just like that is the entry to get into this club yeah literally literally. yeah so um definitely but it was great because like I'm so comfortable with my DJing abilities now so starting out like DJing in that way was really nice for future me but I did Mm -hmm. know the I had the vision of where I wanted to go for sure right yeah how did those, cause that even now just like practicing, I'm like, it's so humbling. <laughs> like it's fucking hard. Like when you've played those first few shows, like, do you remember how you felt? Like, did you have any moments where you were like, holy shit, this is super overwhelming. Like how did those first few like gigs go? I was literally so nervous. So <laughs> actually funny story. So when I was DJing, like, um, like the frat parties, whatever, I had never played on CDJs before. I just had my little like Pioneer SD mm. controller and my laptop and my DJ from Serato and everything. Right. And, um, when I got booked for my first, like real show, um, mm-hmm. it was with Cruella at the Senator in Chico. Yeah. And I was on the phone with the promoter, like the, his name's Matt Whitlock and we're still mm-hmm. great friends, but he, um, called me the first time I ever talked to him and we were like talking 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 he's like great cool like love this convo would love to book you for these shows 
Um, and we're like about to get off the phone and he's like, have you ever played on CBJs before? And I literally, I had this teacher in college <laughs> and she was a fantastic teacher. And one thing she yeah. told us, I've never forgotten it. It was men get jobs more than women because in interviews, if they say something that you can't do, men will say they know how to do it and women mm. will say they will learn. And so like that came into my head and I literally was like, yes, I've played on CBJs before and I have never <laughs> touched them in my life. And he was like, perfect. And we right. had a phone and I was like, I need to touch them because yeah. I have never touched them before in yeah. my life. And so <laughs> thankfully I was able to like get my hands on some. And then the transition mm. into it was so easy. It took me like 10 minutes to understand it, but obviously they look so intimidating they're they look way more intimidating than they are sure and so I did that and I was like oh this is like cool I got this but I literally was glued to those cdjs for like right I was like (laughs) set like the back of my hand like nothing's gonna go yeah so nervous but it went great it went perfect yeah that that, you got a download in your head that was like this is a this is a thing I need is that's so crazy it's I just always think about, I think that about that moment now, because I, even for like new artists coming up, like there's this whole thing right now, obviously with like people blowing up on TikTok. And I, I wonder the same thing. I'm like, what if you blow up? Like you're just in your room practicing all the time. Then you book a gig and you got to make that jump to actually go play the show. Like, it's just gotta be such a crazy feeling yeah. to do that first show. Or even like I had baby weight on and, and she talked about doing a back to back and when to get up there and it was all vinyl and she had never played vinyl before. and was like, shit. Oh my so God. that would yeah. be so scary right so it's that like you, I feel so like as a DJ you're probably thrown into all these moments and like are are you usually down for like a surprise set or like a renegade kind of yeah, moment absolutely like honestly I love playing like I'm always love playing the only time I'm not really going to be down is if I've played like seven sets and I am yeah. I'm <laughs> off one brain cell then maybe yeah. maybe I might be choosing sleep but right. other than that I love like that's so fun and then I feel like something too like it's just meant to be fun so I'm like if I pull up to mm-hmm. a renegade and have an awful transition like you know what I'm living my life I'm having fun in the moment and that's right and that's what I'm here for yeah you know? and the people in the crowd at that point too probably yeah, they're gonna be like that was so cool and I'm gonna be like yes yeah exactly exactly <laughs> they're there for they're there for the moment they're as there well for the and like whatever is gonna happen yeah that's yeah. funny yeah. well even just like as like going to Coachella and doing other festivals and stuff like that like were you, were you a person that did a big festival run? Like, did you go to a ton? Were you a big camping festival person or yeah. (laughs) I was such a festival girly and a camping girly. I absolutely, some of my favorite memories of all time is camping at Coachella. I tell everyone they need Mm -hmm. to do it. Like definitely not for the week, not for everyone. I completely understand that, (laughs) but like, it's, it's so fun and you get such an experience outside of Coachella with that. And it's mm-hmm. so affordable. Like I've never stayed at an Airbnb or something. Um, mm-hmm. at Coachella every year I went, I camped. And then last year I went, but I didn't like stay out. I literally went for one day then came back to LA, mm-hmm. but, um, camping, like there's just so much that happens and it's such a community and it's so fun. So I just like think everyone should try it. And yeah. I know it's not for everyone, but it's so good. But yeah, I yeah. did Coachella. I went to Hard Summer. I went to Hard Day of the Dead. I went to EDC, Beyond Wonderland, not mm-hmm. Wonderland. Like I was a little festival. All the California. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think if Oh, I that's so awesome. To, I'm trying to think if I went to any that weren't in California. I don't think I did. Well, obviously 
Vegas for EDC, but I don't mm-hmm. know ones that weren't California. We're so lucky in California. We have a lot yeah. of very, very good festivals. You are. I know I've talked, I talk about it a lot on my channel because I, I cover all the festivals, even if I don't go to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like the total opposite because I'm in New Jersey. So I've actually never done a festival in California, which is wow. I'm so bad. I like, no, yeah, I need to do to. it. You have but to. It's just interesting because it's it's just like different, obviously different markets, but like I've done a lot of the Florida events, like mm-hmm. the one we have up here is Electric Zoo. Like that's the big one. I love here. that festival. Yeah, Yuzu is super fun. Yuzu last year, one of my favorite weekends of the entire weekend. I Hell had yes. so <laughs> much fun. I was like, can, oh, I that's awesome. like, can I play every year? Can you guys bring me back? Right. <laughs> <laughs> what did you like about it the most was it just like a good event to play it just like was so much fun to play so many people that are such incredible people were there and then I did like the brownies after party and I had never been to Mirage mm. before so like I went to Mirage and it yes. was just like it just felt like so fun it felt like EDM, yeah like summer camp <laughs> like it was awesome like- to hear. I wasn't say the after parties are fucking so sweet in new york like having avant and mirage and all that yeah and like even with the new well yeah you would have had the new design last year too yeah the the big screen crazy it's such a sick venue so it and like they it's all the venues like linked together too like you can walk down the hallway and they have the other show going on which is awesome and like obviously i know the time difference it helps because like obviously it's earlier in la so it's easier to stay outgoing but then in new york it's just crazy because like things just don't close. Like you just start mm-hmm. out. And so yeah, I'm just like every day I'd wake up with like two hours of sleep and I was like, oh my goodness gracious. Yeah. But it was, <laughs> I had a great time. It was so fun. Oh, that's I awesome. Yeah. And that's so, the thing I like about that too, because I know when they do like the stage takeovers from the different labels, like it is cool because you know, like people have options and clearly the crowd that that attracts, like you might have the house and techno crew over here and then mm. Deadbeats is going to do their takeover. So like, you also know, you've got people who like really, really fuck with the music, which yeah. makes it even better. So you have yep. a crowd that's just super amped coming right from the festival. So yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. That's so exciting. It's really cool. Yeah. I like, oh. I like too, cause I feel like when like Deadbeats and like most, like pretty much all labels are really good about diversifying things. And like, you really never know, like if you're just showing up to the stage and you could just find someone really cool that you really mm-hmm. like, like, I was just here for the vibes and now that's true. Yeah. And you've like worked, I want to talk about your music too. Obviously we've, you've worked with some awesome labels too. Like, I feel like even just like hard records, brownies and lemonade, such a fun brand, deadbeats, a fun brand. Like you could, you're in a cool circle of people and what's it been like working with all of those brands? Oh my gosh. It's so cool. Cause like, so RL and ZZ for their labels, like for Mm -hmm. me, those were two of my, like, like, I love Mm -hmm. you. I mean, I still absolutely am like, ah, but, um, (laughs) So for me, having two of my biggest inspirations, two people that I was seeing when I was like 17, 18 years old, to be able to have them even know I breathe air, that's like the craziest yeah. <laughs> thing. I, like sometimes I'm like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. And then with like Hard Rex, Hard Summer was the second festival I had ever gone to because I went to Coachella first in April and then mm-hmm. Hard later that year. And so Hard has like so much sentimental value to me as well. Yeah. And, and brownies is just like they have developed something so cool in such a community. And when I first really started getting in to this like world, I was such a fan of what they were doing. And so mm-hmm. just to be lucky enough to be a part of all of these things that I saw as an observer and just was so uh, like mm-hmm. in love with to be able to be a part of it now is a crazy feeling. It's like I feel like I'm yeah. 
same. I'm like, whoa, this is that's awesome. crazy. But it's really, really cool. And that's what I was saying earlier about making sure I'm appreciative of those things. Like even sometimes I just like live my day-to-day life, but then I have yeah. conversations like this and I'm like reminded of it. And I'm like, wow, that's right. Really, <laughs> that's really cool. <laughs> it is. I know, but it, it's true. Cause you do, obviously you're, you're focused on your goals. You're busy. You have a lot going on, but when you get to just pause, like you, you kind of have to force yourself to do yeah. that sometimes. And it's hard, but you're just in it every day and your head's down. And sometimes you got to take your head out and be like, okay, look at the past six months, like where I was six months ago, completely different person in just six months, which is crazy. So yeah, you got to pat yourself on the back and be like, what the fuck? (laughs) What is this year I just had? Exactly. And I'm (laughs) such like, everyone makes fun of me because I'm like a little too obsessive over everything as far as like my artwork and everything and so it's good to like ground myself because I can get a little too like deeply invested in what's going on and then I'm I'm like you're doing good you can like it's okay it's okay to breathe what's your zodiac sign I'm a cancer oh okay cool okay I'm also what I'm a Pisces are you sign yeah but I'm Pisces, Cancer, Rising, Taurus, Moon. So I've got a double water sign in there. Yeah. I don't, I am not, I don't know that much about signs, but I know my, I know my three. I'm Cancer, Sun, and Moon. I'm double that. Ah, okay. Sagittarius Rising, which I nice. told is where my love of white claws comes from. <laughs> okay. Perfect. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Well, no, because I saw one of your obviously one of your tracks, um, from a couple of years ago was seven, seven, seven. And I was like, wait, we got to talk about angel numbers. Yes. <laughs> Are you on a spiritual journey or is that like yeah. something you're interested in? Um, I definitely am to like an extent. I don't have like vast knowledge in it or anything, but mm-hmm. I definitely love spirit, um, <laughs> spirit. I love <laughs> angel numbers. I love angel numbers. And I was also born with seven, seven, seven. I was born on July 7th. So seven, seven. So I've just mm-hmm. always been a big seven girly. Yeah. But, um, I'm very big into like manifesting and good intentions and just really like putting out what you want, what you like are trying to receive big mood board girl, like big mm. journal girl. So I definitely am to like an extent. I'm like I said, I don't have vast knowledge, but I do really believe mm-hmm. just like setting your intentions, good things. And I love angel numbers just because I feel like it's a little hug being like, you're doing good. Like, yeah, you're, you're doing good. This is my little just reminder that you're doing good. That's so exciting. It is. It, I mean, I feel like when your world opens up to all of that and like, it's totally, it's for whoever you'll know when it's the right time to like be yeah. into that. It'll, it'll just happen. Um, yeah. Once you start to see all these things, I'm like the woo-woo person of my family as well. Yeah, and I'm like, same. see I'm, the signs. Yeah, I'm the woo-woo one of my family too. My mom is like starting to get a little woo-woo and she'll be yeah. like, she'll like text me and she'll be like, I'm getting woo-woo. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'll have to, well, I have like a whole shrine here of like all my Oracle cards, tarot cards. Like I do all that shit. I'll have to oh, cool. send you some stuff. I have some good books too that I've like, yeah, I would love super to. Interesting. That's one of my goals this year is I want to be, a, I want to read more. So I would love that. Mm. Yeah, that I read this uh, one book. It was called Signs. A friend of recommended it to me, and it was somebody who it was everything from like people who have passed to just different stories of like signs you have for people. It can be numbers, it can be symbols, animals, things like that, and just like crazy, crazy stories of things happening. But I just think like synchronicities happen too. It doesn't have to just be a sign. Like you yeah. could get an opportunity or meet somebody at a show that like leads to this crazy thing down the line. And it's like, if you weren't there at that time, 
would this yeah. have happened in your career? I don't know if those, those moments have happened for you too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I feel like everything I'm such a, everything happens for a reason. And my path is taking me where it needs to for mm-hmm. a reason. And so like, I think about that stuff all the time. Like if I wouldn't have played a certain show or if I wouldn't have done a certain thing or like, would it have led mm-hmm. to this or that or that? And so, um, or like actually one really crazy story of this, um, was I was going to EDC, like, was it, I, what year, I'm trying to think if it was the year before COVID happened, I can't remember, but I had, like, just made a remix, um, like, a bootleg remix of Peace by Alice in Wonderland, mm-hmm. and I was going, and I was lucky enough to be guest listed and everything, and I was going the day she was playing, it was the first day, and I literally put it on a USB, and I was like, if I meet her, and it feels appropriate, and not weird, yeah. I'm going <laughs> her and then I ended up meeting her and it was appropriate and it wasn't weird and I gave her the USB and it was just such a like I put it out there right time or right place yeah and then that was the first time we ever like obviously had met or connected and then led to us being familiar now and it was just Mm -hmm. really really cool so I definitely definitely believe in all of that yeah Yeah. in the right moments yeah that's I can't even imagine how that feeling is too because even just talking about like you said like where you're at now and these relationships that you formed like did you have a moment like either like a big track that released or something that popped off on social media like did you have a big career moment or has it just been this like organic growth of just like building and building and building I feel like a little bit of both it I definitely feel like an organic growth of building but I feel like the moment when people started to like kind of take me a little more seriously was when mm-hmm. um I released on Sable and I'm very fortunate that I got to do that and I just think when that happened people were like oh okay like mm-hmm. and I was like okay cool and yeah. I feel like that was kind of my big moment that really started to get me rolling like I don't know mm-hmm. just like rolling, momentum a little little maybe yeah. a little more momentum but <laughs> I definitely think that was yeah like my big moment and then had been working really hard and I was lucky enough like before that um like I would have done shows with brownies and like done things like that so I feel mm-hmm. like I've been really lucky as far as the path and the momentum and the growth it's been a really good journey I think yeah and then for this year too like you just played some headlining shows like where's the focus at going into 2023 what were yes. we working on there is a lot of a lot there's a <laughs> lot of a lot going on in yeah. 2023 that is for sure I have something I'm announcing this week um that nice. is really cool so that is on what is today is today Monday it's on yes. Wednesday. The announcement is on Wednesday, which will we know by February 22nd what the announcement is? This is out. <laughs> we'll definitely know what it is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that I was like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so there's that. And then obviously I have like festivals booked, and then I have um some support things on tours that I'm doing, which I'm really excited about, and then things that are Rossi focused that I'm really excited about. Mm-hmm. So we're just definitely just making the decisions best as we think fit for my journey, my path, yeah. but a lot of things happening that I'm really so exciting. excited, nervous, giddy, all those things. Hell yes. That's yeah. so exciting to hear though. I mean, I mean, I hope like, like you said, you're taking the time to like, think about these things and you're feeling good going into this year. And it must be a good feeling too, to be at a point in your career where you have a good team around you. Like you have clarity about what you're doing mm-hmm. and you're also able to like, experiment and try new things and have new experiences and shows which is super yeah. I don't it must be a great feeling it is I absolutely love my team the, I, the 
they deserve awards for dealing with me and like <laughs> all my crazy ideas like with my EP cover I was like so I want to hang from a ceiling they were like <laughs> I was like yeah and so just like having them as support and they have been obviously doing this for a long time and have such mm-hmm. vast knowledge and it's really nice because they're like they have so many answers that I don't have and I can just go and be like sure and they'll yeah. lead me in the best way that they think you know right well that's good but you're the visionary so you you have the ideas you gotta exactly. throw them out there and then everybody else can help you execute on exactly. you don't need to know how to hang from the ceiling that's somebody else's job to exactly I was just like this, yeah. is, this is my 20 page vision board and yeah. <laughs> I like to happen team break oh my god are you big on like because I miss the day. I know it still is kind of relevant, but when music videos were like such a big thing and that was like growing up, but are you just as big on like the visuals and the creative and all of that as you are in the music side? Yes. I am literally so particular about everything, <laughs> like, like every part of it, the branding, the artwork, the visuals, the rollout, the music, like mm-hmm. every part of it. I am so I'm absolutely, I'm beyond hands-on with everything. I think like everyone would mm-hmm. like it. <laughs> like a little less <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm always like hey um does anyone have that thing that I'm looking sure. for sure I need to see it and yeah <laughs> make sure the words are spaced out enough like, right yeah, yeah but that's it's good you it's your baby so it some is. of those things you know yeah I had a boss once who was kind of like a perfectionist and I remember at the time because I was in like my mid-20s I was always like why do we have to have so many revisions and edits but then when I left the job afterwards I realized how much it taught me about actually doing things fucking right and not yeah. settling for things. Cause you know, when you're being lazy and when you're not, yeah. and I was being lazy at times. And like, I feel like it carried with me in my career. Cause now that I have like, you know, at my full-time job, I have people who work under me and I push them too. And I'm like, they probably think I'm so fucking annoying, but yeah. do it I right know. the first time. <laughs> I know. I always feel bad. And like something I used to be really bad about. And even when I look at like past artworks or past things that I've done, I never wanted to give people a lot of notes because I didn't want anyone to think I was like annoying or rude or like mm-hmm. hard to work with or anything like that. So I definitely at first was like, yeah, this is great. Like, this is great. Yeah. You know, I like, oh, I don't really like it. And so now that's like something I've definitely worked on is I'm like this, what I'm doing means mm-hmm. more than anything in the world. And I want it to be a very specific way. So I've like gone completely the other way where I'm like, <laughs> sending notes that are like this long and I'm like <laughs> but I, obviously I'm always like very thankful and I'm I yeah of course like, sorry because I'm like I'm so sorry for making you <laughs> but I just definitely think knowing what you want and like striving to achieve it is just a good mm-hmm. thing you know I think I was gonna say I think there's a confidence in that yeah. though and it pro- it probably just comes the time yeah, and knowing absolutely. yourself better and feeling even better in your project. But I, there was, uh, I forget which documentary it was, but it was on Alice in Wonderland and it was her preparing for her Red Rocks mm-hmm. show and like the orchestra and like all the things she had and her attention to detail and same thing, like people were fucking up and like watching her correct them and being like, this is my show and my like reputation on the line. I, I thought the same thing. I was like, you just you have to be that leader because yeah, who have else is to. gonna do it? <laughs> exactly. And you have to like just kind of just gotta be the boss bitch. You just kind of gotta <laughs> step into that role and do it. And like obviously you can like lead and ask with kindness and respect, but you definitely yeah. do have to, like put your foot down a little bit sometimes and be like, listen, like 
this is my blood, sweat, mm-hmm. tears, my life. And this is what I'm looking for. And yeah. I don't really want to settle for anything less than that. So let's make it work. Snaps to <laughs> clip, clip it. We're going to clip that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I, I could talk to you forever. I just want to ask you a couple more questions before yeah. I let you go. I will kick myself if I don't talk to you about trap music. Yes. Because there's not enough people doing it right now. And when I listen to your music again, it brings me back like what when I was getting into dance music, the era of like 2015 to 2017, like I was a hoodie girl. It was Flashadamus and Nightmare and Allison, all these things. And hearing you like bringing this back to life makes me so happy. So why why trap music and future bass for you? That literally makes me so happy. Um <laughs> it's just like when I was going to shows like I said a million times forever ago, it's just what I absolutely became obsessed with. Like when I mm-hmm. was like the same people playing live and everything I was like this is so sick it just really mm-hmm. made me feel something and then I also am a very sensitive and emotional person and so on like the more melodic side of things it's nice because I feel like that is like more of the therapeutic writing for me like I can mm-hmm. really get that out and make that like a safe haven for like pain or whatever that needs to be but then with like my trap bangers it's just so Mm -hmm. fun to like have that part of me that's so in love with that aspect of music and so it's like when I'm making a trap song like it's not like it has some big crazy meaning to it as far as like if it's like a heavier trap Mm -hmm. song but it's just so fun because it's like what I grew like grew this whole thing off of what I love and feel so much connection to so it's just so fun so it's just the best like I think it's the best I it had so much like swag to it it's, it's, <laughs> you know? it's like dirty and hard and bouncy yeah. and like all the things and live like there's just something about it live mm-hmm. that it's just the most like I don't know it's just electric in the crowd it's entertaining yeah. people don't stop moving during your shows like there's I have a friend who is like a diehard trap music fan and I love going to shows with her because like it's more rare I don't know if you feel that way yeah, but sometimes no, it's like definitely... it's not the first genre people mention but when I hear it I'm like fuck yes I love yeah, this <laughs> I agree I think it's definitely the underdog a little bit it's I feel yeah, like, yeah, we're yeah. like getting its moment a little bit but I just love to like trap obviously grew from hip-hop and like mm-hmm. not that you can't mix things with like dubstep or house or whatever but I just feel like when you take a really good trap song and like a really iconic hip-hop song there's just so many things you can do where it just feels mm-hmm. like it's married and it makes sense and it just is so fun and sick and cool you know what yeah, I mean? yeah definitely and in the flow of your sets like do you have a certain sequence you like to do like do you like to come out hard in the beginning or is it yeah <laughs> I always go singing I always come out like going crazy and I typically yeah. just kind of try to go through like I call it peaks and valleys like I'll have like a chunk of where it's like going really really hard and then I really like to do like um more, one of my more melodic songs and I like to put acapellas that people know with it because I just feel like it makes that rest time such a big moment because it's like if I take a song I'm working on it's a melodic song and I put like mm-hmm. Never Be like you on it by flume it just makes that moment so much bigger for everyone because it feels like okay we just went really hard and now we're having this really euphoric pretty moment and then like yeah I'll, like have a couple like prettier songs and I'll go back into going hard for a while then I'll bring another yeah. one of those moments back and I just feel like it makes the set feel so big like it just feels like you're mm. a part of like that big feeling you know what I mean Definitely. And you can, you can picture it in different settings too. Like 
I could see that at like an electric forest, like having the best time in this like magical forest setting. But then you could see that at a hard summer yeah. where people are going ape shit, like want to like <laughs> rage their face yeah. off and go crazy. So it, it allows you to kind of like lend yourself to different mm-hmm. settings and festivals and events too, which is really nice. Yeah. I love it. It's so exciting. Oh, I'm so, did you ever have any, like, could be a recent release, but anything that really surprised you or like your fans reaction really surprised you like maybe something that you thought would be like a little bit more chill and people went apeshit over it yeah honestly I feel like with my most recent releases I was really pleasantly surprised with the don't say reaction which is my song that just came out the Mm -hmm. first two songs I put out are definitely more like heavier songs besides the third drop of karma is more of a melodic drop but um I just like don't know I get I feel like with melodic like melodic trap or feature bass you never really know how people are going to take it and um it felt really good because I had a lot of my producer friends reach out to me and be like you should make more music like this and it's just mm-hmm. not that people aren't supportive I don't mean this at all but like yeah. it's like you have like your friends that'll be like happy release day or whatever mm-hmm. but I got a lot of that that I don't normally get and so it just felt I was like really mm-hmm. pretty good. a really beautiful surprise that I really appreciated from my peers and then also awesome. from like people who are so kind enough to support me and listen to my music like just seeing their reactions and then being like this is when mm-hmm. my songs were released and I was just like what? really cool I love yeah. that especially because I wrote that song in like started writing it at the end of 2020 when I was like going mm. through it in life and so now it's 2023 and the songs finally come out and so obviously with that song I've grown so much and so much of my life has changed yeah um, so just to like have it be such a staple in my sets in my life and have it finally come out into the world and be so proud of it and have people receive it in a way I was really pleasantly surprised about means a lot Mm -hmm. oh that's such that's such an exciting feeling do you have a go-to person that you like to send your music to first or does it depend (laughs) on the track honestly it it depends like on the vibes of the track like Mm -hmm. I mean obviously Paulina and I share everything um Mm -hmm. but if it's like like Julian Jewels he's one of my best friends absolutely or him like if I have like more of like a heavier trap song I think he'll like to play in his sets I'll be mm. like here you go yeah. things like that. <laughs> honestly I don't really send my music out that much it stays like a little on lock <laughs> okay fair enough fair enough <laughs> That's I fair. yeah I definitely <laughs> will share but yeah I do I think a lot of it too is like my own mental mindset as I feel like <laughs> not that people ever give like unsolicited advice but I just mm-hmm. feel like I'm very sensitive so it opens up if I'm working on a track for like mm. if it gets out or whatever happens for people to say things that I might not be ready to hear that's totally so fair kind of like protecting my like my like own little world a little bit I'm just like that's I'm just totally fair. this until I think it's really good and then I'll show people. <laughs> that's like people who like like we're we're not going to tell anybody like our baby names because we don't want to fucking yeah. hear it I don't want to know what you think yeah. about it because that's yeah. gonna make me change my mind yeah oh everyone I'm still like such incredible people and like like I said no one would ever be like you need to change this but I just get scared and nervous so I'm like I'm just gonna like keep it yeah in my realm that's fair (laughs) but I I think that's a good thing though because you you trust your own intuition and like inner voice and guidance as well and it's clearly worked out so far so and And it's exciting so and I just like I don't like to like I go go back and dissect all my songs like I feel like songs are never 
ever perfect to us like they're never gonna right. be perfect and so I just don't want to like overthink myself into a spiral I'm like I just want to like that's fair yeah <laughs> yeah so, sometimes done is better than perfect I know some people don't like that saying I love that saying but yeah. like so you just got to get it out there eventually yeah. too and like exactly overthinking it you could get yourself equally in a hole so yeah that's so crazy all right well my last question for you I, I ask all my guests this but mental health is something that's important to me. So I like to ask, um, how do you personally prioritize your mental health and self-care? I know you mentioned journaling as one yes. thing. Yeah, yes. I absolutely I love journaling. I'm a big journal girl. Um, to be honest, I feel like with traveling, as far as like tour life goes, it definitely is kind of like practice makes perfect. I remember the first time I ever heavily toured and I didn't have a lot of sleep. I was like, mm -hmm. I'm going to literally lose my mind. I did <laughs> one night. Yeah. I was like, uh, so hard. Um, <laughs> but um, I, after I've like done it a lot more, you definitely just get used to like the sleep patterns and the lifestyle and things when it comes to touring, at least. Mm -hmm. I feel like with touring, you learn with like your flights and your hotels, like you learn so much what you like, like what times you like to fly, what kind of hotels you like to stay at. Cause all that stuff really does help as far as like feeling comfortable and getting a good night's sleep. So you wake up and your mm -hmm. mind feels better. Or like, I know if I'm taking a 9.30 AM flight when I don't need to, but it's like 50 bucks cheaper, but I'm surviving off one hour of sleep right now. I'd rather mm -hmm. pay 50 more bucks to get a little more sleep. So that way I don't lose my mind or yeah. whatever with the traveling side of things I feel like you definitely learn how to navigate what you need the mm -hmm. best and then as far as like the industry goes and releasing goes I am the first to admit I'm not very good at balancing like a normal life with my music and that's mm -hmm. a really big goal of mine this year and my goals is I want to establish my life outside of music because my entire identity in life has become music which is mm -hmm. very very cool but when you like obsess and care yeah. about like I do, <laughs> it's, like it definitely starts to really hurt your mental health. And mm -hmm. I don't want, obviously no one wants that to happen. So what my goals for this year is I want to like paint and read more books and just like mm -hmm. exercise, like, like last year I did not have an exercise schedule and I've been going to Pilates every single day. So just taking the nice. time to do things that I know will really benefit me mentally, which will obviously just put me in such a better mm -hmm. place for my music and I want music to be my identity more than anything, but I just am like, when it consumes every aspect of your life, I'm like, okay, I need to like have some sort of balance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's exciting. That was very well answered. I like, I feel like you, you are a part of the rave culture cast family now. And I like to take care of my artists and it is, it's like, you know, you see tweets and things like that, where they're like, it's jarring going from playing a packed club or crowd to like your hotel room where you're alone or yeah. it's yeah. And it's a rigorous schedule. And, I, and I've just seen like so much conversation and watch like documentaries and stuff like that. And it is like, it's an adjustment, but it sounds like when you have the right people around you and yeah. you know, like you can prioritize those certain things, like yeah. it, it is important to have those yeah. things that like give you a, a break from it's the craziness. Really but when your work is your passion, it's hard to each other. Yeah. So. It's definitely <laughs> yeah. Done. But yeah, having good people around you is so important. Cause I know like if I went to my managers and I was like, you guys, I need time. Like I am run down. I feel mm -hmm. like I'm on my last thread right now. Like I can't play the show, whatever it may be. They would be like, okay, like whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's really important to have people who like know human first, because mm -hmm. it is very easy to become a machine and like not take breaks and just go, 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 go. And yeah, 
I love going, going, going. I love playing shows. I absolutely yeah. love shows, but I also have had many moments where I'm like, okay, I'm human and I need to like breathe. breathe. I need to sleep. I'm like, don't talk to me for three days yeah. <laughs> or something. You know what I mean? And so hundred percent. it's real. I feel like my biggest thing is sleep. Like I've gotten really good at going off no sleep, but at first I was like, I feel like I'm hallucinating and losing my mind. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is hard. But it gets, it definitely gets better. The more you learn, the more you learn about yourself, what you need, how to take care of yourself and mm-hmm. how to like express what you need to the people around you. It definitely gets a lot better. Yeah. I'm right there with you on the sleep thing. <laughs> like yeah. Even just from one festival weekend, I'm like, I don't know how I can fucking do this. This yes. is like insane. Yeah. I'm oh, yeah, give me credit. I am yep. Yeah. Like, I feel that. <laughs> like I can, I can like go play six shows in a row go off no sleep and like get through it have it be amazing love it but then when I come home I'm like I need like a three-day period (laughs) just like sleeping a cleanse a hundred percent yeah yeah awesome well I hope you take all the time I know it's busy time and there's a lot of things going on but still take the time to to rest and I know management will be upset if we don't talk about it what is coming out this week because this episode is out on February 22nd but what do we have to plug I was like (laughs) my debut EP heaven's door yeah go stream it guys go Go to all the places is it out everywhere hopefully at this point yeah (laughs) if it's not out everywhere at this point I (laughs) someone will be getting a test (laughs) we will will be dropping links low um and then plug your social handles where can everybody find you it's just at rossy kate r-o-s-s-y Awesome. Yeah. Rossi, thank you so much for your time. This was thank you for having amazing. Me. Of course. Yeah. I'm super excited to see where this year goes. Everybody, if you see Rossi on a lineup tour, anything, go show love and support, give her a follow, stream the EP. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Alrighty, fam. I hope you enjoyed today's interview with Rossi. Again, please go show her some love and support. I absolutely love this conversation with her. She has the best energy. And again, I love that we could talk like spirituality and we got into like a couple of random conversations that I just like went with and thought were really fun. So very much looking forward to seeing her live at some point this year. Before I let you go to enjoy your afternoons, mornings, evenings, whatever you guys are doing this week, don't forget to give us a follow at Rave Culture Cast on all of the platforms. We have an amazing Discord community and Facebook group that keep growing. So if you want to meet other ravers or ask questions, talk about episodes, any resources you need, I'm chatting with you guys on the daily in those groups. So definitely come join us. Of course, we're available on all platforms and we are on YouTube. So if you haven't ventured over to our YouTube yet, guys, what are you doing? Come subscribe. Uh, And then last but certainly not least, again, the Lunchbox Clear line has launched today. So if you guys want to check out their new clear hydration pack and snack pack, again, my discount codes will be listed down below if you want to save some money on those. So thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you guys tuning in every week and I will see you next Wednesday with a new episode. Bye guys.